Hello, my name is Javier Gonzalez. I have beautiful hair. I'm in multiple bands and I have the power. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I am one of your hosts, Charles Herring, and I am here with my very good friend, the man with the flan, Javier Gonzalez. Hey, Charles, how are you? I'm better now. How are you? Good, good. Hey, you called me your very good friend. I did. Yay! And you got confused about something else I said, which amused me. The What was it? With the very good flan, you said? No, the man with the flan. It's a it's a play on the man with the plan, but with flan. Like flan the dessert? Yes. Okay. I just yeah, that was make a, sure. that was all. No, I I was I, since last time you had mentioned I didn't call you my very good friend. I was playing around this week with doing some sort of long introduction of you, including that, and then having some more things. And the only thing I added to that because I had kind of forgotten about it until just then, and, and the uh, the man with the flan was something that amused me, so I rolled with it, and I didn't do the whole massive intro gotcha because i didn't write it it was something it was getting longer and longer and longer and i was like okay dial it back there i had an intro in college for a second it just kind of built up it was really me and my friend day but it just accumulated over some years i had long hair i think i've told you maybe yes did i ever tell you that yeah Yeah, you said you were a dirty hippie oh yeah solo grunge man it was i'm sorry that's true you weren't a hippie you were grunge yeah well totally different Eh, yeah, different whatever. enough. It, so it accumulated like uh, I, uh, for some reason I got into the habit of introducing my name, like especially to, to young ladies, like pronouncing it full Spanish pronunciation. Hello, my name's Javier Gonzalez. You killed and, my father for pet today. Yeah, exactly. That's and then at one time we were leaving. Up, I shit you not, this was so flattering, and I'm such an idiot. We were at a party, keg party at a house somewhere in Austin and I was there with a bunch of friends I wasn't with any young lady at the time and we're leaving our group of like five or six of us and this I was gonna say girl but she was a woman this young lady stops me on the way out I don't know her she she touches my shoulder she said oh are you leaving I was like yeah sorry my friends are leaving and she was kind of pretty if I remember right she's like oh okay I just wanted to tell you you have beautiful hair I was like okay bye yeah I guess it's yeah. better than you want to touch it. Yeah, I mean, so, but then like half an hour, an hour later, I was thinking like, why didn't yeah, I, I get probably her should ask her name yeah. and stayed. No, just get her or, phone number. Just say, I'm, thank you very much. Would you like to carry on this conversation via phone or your uh, baby? Can I get them digits? And then I was visiting my friend Dave and he was going to Baylor at the time and I'm getting them all grunged out. And we're after hours, we shut down a bar and we're at a Denny's or something like at three or four in the morning. And the waitress was being really nice to us. And then she's like, I got to ask, are you in the band that was playing at so-and-so tonight? And I didn't say anything. I was just like, I was going to say no. We, we've been drinking all night. And my my buddy, without missing it, he goes, yeah, he was. Thank you. And then I was like, what did you do that for? And he was like, no, that's hilarious. So then, of course, my that, that was I was I'm in multiple bands and... So yeah, my introduction at some point. And then we love that song, Got the Power, CNC Music Factory. Anyways, so my introduction was, hello, my name is Javier Gonzalez. I have beautiful hair. I'm in multiple bands and I have the power. That was the introduction. Okay, sorry. That That's okay. 
That's okay. And I mean, that's, I mean, CNC Music, music Factory was very grunge. So it really, it right. really, I mean, just absolutely. You're just, that just solidifies your grunge bona fides. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You're so, you're so grunge. You rocking out to CNC Music Factory. Name one other song. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I, well, I don't know that anyone can. No. Weren't they a one hit wonder? Oh, God, I believe so. That song was awesome, though. Yeah, no, definitely. Just because it wasn't grunge doesn't mean it wasn't awesome. Charles. I, I wasn't the grunge king. Right. Or in multiple bands. Or in multiple bands. Or, quite quite honestly, any bands. Right. What, what with not being able to play a musical instrument. Well, hey, you can always, you got the pipes. You can always sing, baby. I don't know that I sing that good. Hey, you don't sell yourself short, pumpkin. I, I don't consider myself short in any way. I'm not yes-handing that. I'm just saying I'm tall. You know oh, I'm okay. tall. Why do then you got to make... Pointing, why are you pointing down in your crotch? I'm not pointing down at my crotch. I'm standing up waving my dick at you. Oh, okay. That's what that little thing is in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's all the way over there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> it just, it just does its own thing. There, there it is. I was about to... Yeah, yeah. King Missile, man. Oh, my God. We're getting all the references. I love the King Missile. Back in the day. Okay. Oh, so, hey, we're uh, we're doing a podcast about comic books, believe it or not. I want to apologize. I, I spent the very beginning of the, before we got, got on this, trying to boost Hav and I's energy before we did this, because it's Saturday morning. We're both a little rough this morning. And boy, I kind of missed the mark, but I, I'm, I'm glad with what we've ended up with. There so, you go. So, we are going to talk, as always, about two comic books. And these two comic books are a run of Catwoman by Brubaker in the mid-aughts? Early aughts, 2002. Okay, 2002. So the extremely late 90s. And then we're also, <laughs> going, to, then we're also going to talk That's about funny. a fairly recent run of Plastic, Plastic Man, Man by Gail Simone. And that is... 2018. 2018. Thank you, the keeper of the stats. It's good yes. to have a stat guy on the, on the pod. We I'm the guy have, in the chair. I'm your guy you, in the chair. You are my guy in the chair. You're you're not necessarily quick enough. I mean, I'd be have been dead multiple times from you not chiming in quick enough, but that's fine. I know you have trouble reading, but at least you write things down. Yes, I'm good at I'm good at making lists. Just not reading them. Right. No. So I'm not a strong reader. <laughs> as <laughs> as per usual, we will talk about Hobbs comic first. I mean, as per usual, we will talk about the comic that came out first first which is generally right. yeah it's generally Hobbs comic the but one be- i suggest yes the one you suggest i do want to bring one thing up though and okay. i mentioned it to hav and then i tweeted about it and then right after I, I tweeted about it i saw it something else about it nathan fillion is slated to play guy gardner in the the new superman movie the green Lantern guy gardner who i have been known to make fun of for his haircut and I made the comment to Hav immediately when that came up. I said, I hope, I hope uh, he should have to, he should have to have the haircut. And then I tweeted that. I got a picture of it. I tweeted the great James Gunn should make, should pay honor to Guy Gardner's something um, by forcing Nathan Fillion to have this haircut. And then I read on Screen Crush that they are planning on having the bowl cut. And I was like, oh, that is going to be awesome. That is, well, and you know what? It's not like Nathan Fillion, he, he, he doesn't. It's not like he has a quaff of like really big hair, but he he can oh, do, he, he has can a, definitely do. Oh no, he could do the bulk. He does have a quaff. He he rocks the good hair. Don't do oh, not okay. sell Nathan Fillion short. Check out if you watch him in Castle. He's always got that 
just he's got that good actor hair that just makes you want to hold him down and shave him anyway that might be so, a sexual thing for me probably a lot you know what i've noticed here recently What's what what i think pretty much everything's a sexual thing for you uh no i think that's just how you take everything so maybe this is a mm-hmm. yeah you're seeing what you want to see in me no i'm you... not i'm not projecting here i'm just you just everything is like and then and then of course your penis is involved let's just let's just say that i'm gonna say most of the time you bring up my penis I I I I beg to differ, sir. And I I mean I have no facts to back that up. I just I just feel more comfortable blaming you for things. Right, right. It's it's not my fault. I'm rocking the Winnie the Pooh here in the supermarket, sir. No, my friend no. Javier told me it was okay. Now settle down. You're the one that's always talking about that. You bring that up on multiple. I do. Occasions. I like for some reason I like the cartoon characters that are naked from the waist down because I think it's just funny. Like they uh, have the wherewithal to wear a shirt. That's that's. But true. hey. Let's, we're the, not going to bother with hold pants. Hold on. Hold on. The the reason why you're saying it, you think it's, quote, funny is that it makes you feel funny, doesn't it? <laughs> nice nice try. No, I'm not going to yes in that. No, I think it, I've, I remember thinking that when I was like, why do they just wear shirts and nobody wears pants? Da, you know, Donald Duck. Although, you know what? Mickey Mouse just wears the trunks. Yeah. That's He's topless. Because, that's because he has a huge mouse dick. <laughs> That'd be... I'm sure somebody's done there, that. There, there was just no way. There was no way to to, to hide it in the fur. It's just it, it would. <laughs> no, well, that's why he's in charge. That's not you know a what? Tale. He's got that that big dick energy. That's why he's got that high squeaky voice. Pulls down on the vocal cords. Throws throws down throws throws everybody off too. Yes. No, so don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Look, I'm gonna <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Po- I don't know where that's going. <laughs> I'm going back to Nathan Fillion. Oh, okay. Okay. So a couple things, unfortunately, look, it's it's a whole thing about knowing too much about artists, actors, creators, musicians. Apparently, you, you brought up Castle, and we watched Castle the first season or two, and then like most things, we just bowed out because it was a procedural, and we were just like, I know there were ongoing storylines I heard, yes. and it was good. It, it ran forever, right? Yes. For some reason, clickbait, whatever, I clicked on something, and maybe you've read this. Apparently, he treated his co-star like utter dog shit, just like big-timed her, like there was... And to a person that was interviewed, it was him being a bad, you know, yes. star. I, I did. I have heard that, yes. And I was so disappointed yeah. to hear that uh, about him for some reason. And then I remember, I think we've talked about this maybe, he was came to a Comic-Con here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and... He was out the night before, apparently holding court at a bar at the hotel, shut it down, and then didn't couldn't make his thing the next day because uh-huh. he was not feeling well. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't. Yeah, but anyways, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to poo-poo on him. I just, I was really disappointed to hear that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That he was big timing and apparently like would make her cry. Not make her cry, but it was so mean that she would be upset. And it made other people upset on the set. I don't know if that was something new or if that's going back to Firefly. But I would find it just was it was disappointing to hear. I doubt it went back to Firefly because nothing has come out negative about him. And I don't think Josh Whedon would let another man treat other people like shit. That was his job. Right. I know. I've heard about that, too. Speaking of. okay. as Charles mentioned, I did recommend recommend Catwoman. 2002 had you read it before i had not i maybe i can't t- i've read i've i've read a lot of those that that catwoman stuff i don't think i read that one i'm matter of fact i'm pretty sure i didn't i've read some similar stuff but i don't rem- remember that at all i usually start with this so it is just not, not because i planned it but did you like it yes i did yeah i did I was, it, well i it, was uh, go ahead 
it was you 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 found something right in my wheelhouse it was incredibly noir i mean everything about it and most catwoman stuff is it really leans into the darker but not it's dark because that's the comic not dark because hey we want to make it dark it's 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 supposed to be dark it, it's not a let's make it dark because they made a Batman movie that was dark. So now everything has to be fucking dark as we prove that not even everything has to be dark with a kind of a noir era ish comic that we also read in Plastic Man. You want to compare and contrast the two. They have the kind of the same feel in some ways, but one's played for humor and one's played for the seriousness with which it was made, what what it needed to be. Because let's be honest, Catwoman has a pretty rough backstory as they talk about. I mean... There's there's none of this. Right. She was a secretary bullshit. She was an orphan, had a sister. They were both whores. I'm sorry. They both sold themselves on the street. She started to steal things. She got her sister out of that. She rose herself up, unfortunately, through crime, but she did not have a choice. You just got to respect that. Dark in like, well, speaking of, you mentioned Plastic Man, but also like X Factor, you know, mm-hmm. nor, but a lot of laughs. A lot of fun. Yeah. Catwoman, not so much. Now, there were some, yeah, kind, not really, but a few humorous parts, but no, it's, well, it well, is even dark the, and gritty. Yeah, even the darkest times have something to laugh at, but no, it, there was not, especially when you talk about the underlying themes, the the arc with the, what turned out to be Clayface accidentally murdering prostitutes, that, and not knowing he was, not really knowing he was Clayface either, because that was that, doesn't know what's going on with that, the... I, I, if I have one problem with it, it was really long and it was weirdly segmented in some ways because they had one arc and then they s- had part of that same arc in a completely different story from Slam Bradley's, which I liked seeing Sam Bradley. Slam Bradley, it's Slam Bradley, right? Yes, it is Slam Bradley because I was thinking of, uh, of, uh, oh my God, Abraham Slam. Abraham Slam. Well, that's where they Black got. Black Hammer. Yes. I, I was, yeah. thank you. I was trying to remember that name. I was like, man, that is so, that is so perfect. Because Slam Bradley is kind of Abraham Slam. I mean, neither one of them have powers. They just beat people up and yeah. they get off on it. Because boy, Slam Bradley seems to get off on beating people up and getting his ass kicked. So he's got this sadomasochistic thing all in one. Yes, he is. He is. A, he is a great character. There was, there was a lot in it. I hadn't picked this up since I first read it back in the early 2000s. So I knew it was, you know, when I suggested it, I just remember liking it. I didn't remember how crime noir it was. And then when I started reading it, I was like, oh, good. I'm pretty sure Charles is going to totally dig this. Yeah, it was it was it was good. There was a lot going on in the. the, So you were talking about how it was segmented. The Catwoman, Ed Brubaker, Darwin Cook, Mike Allred introduction to Catwoman after she's dead, but not dead. That started if if you looked at the notes and I had and that's why I was so confused. I was like, why is this so long? In four issues, it was the backstory of Detective Comics. Because Detective Comics, maybe to this day, I haven't read Detective Comics in forever. It usually has a lead story and then a backup story. And it was the backup story in Detective Comics for four issues, and then they spun it out into its own series with Ed Brubaker still writing it. And I think Darwin Cook and Mike Allred hang on as artists for a few issues, and then the, the artists changed. Worth noting, I think the creative team, especially the original creative team, those are all now well-regarded all-stars. And I, so, I know I say the great a lot, but seriously, Ed Brubaker, great. Darwin Cook, unfortunately no longer with us, passed away way too young. He's you. You maybe know him from New Frontier. He did that for DC. No, you've never read New Frontier. Ooh, ooh. And then Mike Allred, very. Although I think he was inking 
uh, Darwin Cook, in his own right, has a very distinctive art style. He most recently, I know, was doing a Silver Surfer run a few years back that was that was uh, well received, and I think was also either co-plotting it or writing it. So there's all that. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention the creative team there. Yeah. The, well, f- then you get into oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that first arc was really good because you got some of Catwoman's backstory that was probably made up purely for this when she's working with right. uh, a OG cat burglar who she at one point when she was young slept with and then he murdered. He, he kills people. He's he ain't a good dude. I mean, he's he's this kid, but he, he managed to operate in Gotham because he always left the mob alone because the mob runs Gotham completely yeah Uh, the mob in gotham is what the mob used to think of itself in new york back in the 30s and the 40s but just absolutely and in some ways it was they owned all the cops and they could get away with pretty almost anything the peers you know yes they they, they ran stuff yeah they ran stuff so she convinces him in that to rob Rob a bunch of uncut diamonds or cut diamonds. I think they were cut. They, they might un, un, no uncut. No, uncut. they they called them uncut. But then when they show them, those are cut diamonds. You know, uncut diamonds are not these pretty little things that they had a whole handful of. But they don't they don't draw well. That's the that's a it's always one of those things in movies and stuff when they go they are stealing uncut diamonds and then they have all these fake real looking diamonds. What we think of as diamonds in a bag. It's like guys, that's not what that means. Yeah, because uncut diamonds can kind of look like almost like salt rock or I mean it's just or, or white. Just, op- yeah, maybe it, opaque or but not gravel. shiny. It can look like yes. gravel. To, I mean, it's just from I I don't know exactly, but they do not look like what they drew. But you can't think, do that. You can't do that. In no, a not comic. for the comic book. Uncut diamonds too. I I guess cut diamonds you can you can kind of trace it you can tell how they're cut and did, a person that cut them can say no i did that or i didn't do that is that why it's a big I, deal do you know i don't i'm not well, not a crime boss aficionado n- neither am i not, not i don't think that's exactly what it is because they all i don't i don't know if there's a particular style that certain cutters use i do know that there is a throughout hundreds of years the 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 styles that they cut diamonds in have changed. So cutting diamonds now will look different than they were cutting diamonds 70 years ago. So you can tell the age of a diamond a lot of the time. Obviously not by the diamond itself, because they're all pretty much really just really old, but the cut of them will say when they were cut. They also nowadays imprint on a diamond. They they etch things on them. And like so a maker's can, mark or something. They, exactly. So, or or a number that so that way you can literally track a particular diamond. Interesting. Yeah. So an uncut diamond obviously wouldn't have that because it's part of the of the cutting process. At okay. least, well, I, I remember. At it, least, it, I, it, I I believe it is. This is not something. This is just random reading about other things that talk about diamond theft and all the mystery stuff I have. So, as the writers of these books say, hey, any mistakes are any mistakes are mine. But I got good advice on writing this, but any mistakes are mine. So look, any of the mistakes I'm here are mine because I may be reading from bad material. I may be misunderstanding it, but that's what I think it is. I remember reading on one of my science pages I have, or on a science page article years ago when there was a big rush when commercial space travel was kind of really getting up and running that people wanted to go to the asteroid belt and that they were talking about, look, there's, there are asteroids full of gold. There are asteroids full of silicon. Mm -hmm. There's asteroids full of, of diamonds. Yes. 
And but then the art, the art, the author also pointed out, well, that's a good idea. If we get an asteroid the size of a football field Mm -hmm. or bigger, a stadium of just made of diamonds and bring it back here and flood the market, that's going to hurt the price of diamonds, supply and demand. Yeah. Uh, And they're so they were cautioning like, hey, be careful what you wish for. If you bring it in. It it was it was interesting. That's actually more realistic with gold. Because you can crush the gold market. The only reason diamonds are worth anything is because the consortium of De Beers has a monopoly mostly on a lot of the diamond mines. And they only let out enough because diamonds are incredibly common in the world. Huh. Yes. Well, I mean, it's also, I mean, look, anything's worth whatever anybody's willing to pay for it. But Absolutely. it's also a rock. I mean, it it's, it's and we, yeah. And we can, we can create them. So they've started making them for uses. People, especially commercial, because diamonds yeah. have you know, like the, not the not mass- for aesthetics. Yes, because yeah. di- they are incredibly hard substances, and they're very useful for. In- they're more useful for industrial purposes. I've never gotten the oh my gosh, it's diamond. I've seen diamonds. They don't impress me. I don't get it. Now rubies and emeralds and things like that with the color and that those I kind of get. I just don't get diamonds. Yeah, it's a rock. Yes, they're all that. That is. I like correct. the. I like the. I. I prefer the different. What? Nothing. Go ahead. I was saying yes. They're all rocks. Oh, sorry. That's all right. So she meets. Oh, his name is Stark. Did you say his name? No. The old timer. No. Stark. Stark is the guy that she hooks up with at the beginning of her career in the bad being a bad guy. Or it, it, she starts. Is she starts really being a thief because she she was dabbling in it she was not catwoman left we find out later that her betrayal was she becomes catwoman and runs off with the diamonds leaving him holding the bag with the mob so he's no longer able to operate in gotham and he probably wants to kill her over that but he also has a uh, soft spot for her so he doesn't he loves her i don't know if love is the right word because a sociopath like that is tends to not love that much but yeah sure we'll go with love okay thanks thanks for giving me that throwing me that bone well some people are incapable of love a lady named Chantel, does she approach Swifty or does she approach Selena directly? The 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 girlfriend to the Falcone. I think she guy. approaches I no, she approaches she yeah, she approaches this the is Swifty the fence. Yeah. The yeah. the, the, she the pawn shop she, guy. Yes, the fence. She she approaches the fence and she comes he comes to Selena. And it, it's all about a. It, this is a. It's a. It's a, tr- a money train robbery. It's the whole basis. Yeah, it's of a this. train heist. No, it's a money train. It's a train heist. heist. It's a money train heist. Money. Yes. Yeah. I, it's which is so. It's it's a it's a money train. The mob is running their money up to Canada to get to go to buy the heroin, and they want to rob it. And Chantel is a prostitute, and she is the Falcone sons prostitute i mean she's just she's paid to be his girlfriend she's yeah i was gonna say she's full-time yeah she's a full-time yeah and she has a a mom and kids that she's looking out for she does not like her job she talks about and you know what i understand that i the these are i have no judgment for sex workers sometimes you have to do things sometimes you might want to do things but in some situations like hers she needs to take care of her daughter and her family she lives in gotham and they ain't a lot of choices because all Batman yeah. wants, all the billionaire there wants to do is beat up on criminals. Yeah, and dress up at night as a bat. Yes, that ain't a fetish. I don't know <laughs> what is. Every time you know, I just said that, I thought of the Pete Holmes Batman college humor ske- uh, sketches that I've sent you. I dress as a bat. 
Anyways, sorry. Go. It, th- those are always crack me up. It, the, if anybody's, if anybody cares and is listening, do yourself a favor. YouTube Pete Holmes Batman. I think it was College Humor, but he just has a slew of those Batman sketches that are hilarious. Okay, sorry. That's it. It's been a while. Now you know what. After we're done with this, I'm gonna go rewatch some of those. Okay. Because they're they're they are funny. So they they get the highs together. They bring in this guy Jeff, Hispanic guy. I, yeah. I pick up later. Yeah. The young guy is kind of a tech guy. Yeah. Can put can make stuff. Oh yeah, he's the he's definitely the tech guy of the assembling the team equipment because they know, do the, the Ocean's the high Eleven speed rail assembling the team. Yes, I mean it is a pure heist. It's a heist comic, and so then they they kind of get found out after they no, put it together. Well, because and as soon as I hadn't read this in forever, but as soon as she's this is early two thousand two. I know emails obviously a thing back then, but she sends an email. Chantel sends an email from to Selena from Falcone's computer, and then later on Falcone's talking to her and says, "Hey, I got my cousin in here. He's kind of a tech. He's kind of a computer whiz to make sure nothing, you know, no mm-hmm. taps." And he he looked at my computer and he finds out that she's the one that sent it and he he kills her eventually beats her to death. It, in fairness, in 2002, most of us didn't have any idea of security, computer security, how to take care of passwords, why we needed passwords, how to clear the cache, all sorts of things. True, absolutely true. Now I, I would think I would have known enough not to send an email from somebody else's email address and not think it could be found because you can go in and delete the sent file. Right. And depending on how good, how how deep he looked, my guess is he just opened up the sent things and looked at that and went, "Wait, what? Why did you send an email about this? So why does it say care uh, uh, Catwoman dot aol dot, at, at aol dot com? Why are you emailing Catwoman at aol dot com?" I don't think I had even home internet, or if I did, it was dial-up. Two thousand and two, really? I had I had internet. Well, I worked from it was home. Di- it was it was dial-up. It, yeah. it, did you have? Di- I'm sure it wasn't it all dial-up back then. No, two thousand by two thousand and two, I had it coming in. No, I was I was working from home, and I had switched from dial-up to. I'm pretty sure I had switched to whatever they called it. That next step, it was a, just a dedicated line split off from yeah. my phone. DSL or yes, something. Yes, DSL. I think it was DSL. Wow, we've already okay. we're we're already forgetting, or at least I am, all of the different tech iterations that we just burned through. I say we burned through, but yeah, we burned through a lot. I mean, I'm running, I'm doing this whole thing at my house off a five G, a five G T Mobile modem, T Mobile. It's fast as shit, y'all. That is a free and plug. I, it, I I really love my T Mobile five G, and not everybody can get it, unfortunately, yet. But good, yeah, good lord. This, <laughs> There's Lucy. And Lucy is pissed off about that. And I feel you, Lucy. It kind of sucks. She's pissed off because I, when you told, because we were having issues with AT&T U-verse. Yes. For a while there where the internet was just going out inexplicably for no reason. And you, you know, we don't live two, a couple miles away and available, that, that wireless 5G T-Mobile available in your area. Not, not for me. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, last I checked, anyway. Yeah, no, is they, they're changing the way they do it. They might allow it in different areas. The thing is, it's a speed issue, and so they might give it to you, but it won't be as fast because they do. They don't have the. This is coming from cell towers, just like anything else. So it's beaming it to my modem and then beaming it. However, I don't know how this crap works. I mean, not from a technical standpoint. So it's just like a cell phone. Yeah. And I. Yeah. I was willing to check it out when I got my one. I. 
I was paying way too much with Spectrum because I couldn't even get UVerse. And when I did, they wanted to charge me extra for using too much bandwidth because I had cut the cord and they were charging me. And then it would go out because my it was attached to my phone line and I got spotty stuff. I was had a leaky roof. I figured out what was going on. Water was bugging it up in my attic. Yeah. And now I just don't use any of that. And it's wonderful. And I like it. So T-Mobile, give us free stuff. Oh, wait, we don't have enough listeners for y'all to care or even notice, but I don't care. Man, if a product is good, I will. I will definitely endorse it. Until I find out they're killing puppies because they're a corporation. But I mean, that's just what corporations do, so. I wish I was that good. I have an iPhone. You have an iPhone. Yes. Apparently, kids in China, you know, make them. But I'm not getting rid of my iPhone. Is that bad? Yes, but. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. No, I, the, the, (sighs) only. They put nets outside the the. Uh, I think it's yeah, one of those where they don't they, they don't want them to let them kill themselves by throwing themselves out high windows, so they put I, nets to catch them. I will say, since then, from what I understand, things have gotten better because good journalism has brought that stuff forward, and they they have then been able to hold Apple's feet to the fire to go after their manufacturers and help some of the working conditions. There is no good solution. I, I literally thank you for derailing this and making me sad um, as I stare at my iPhone, but I, I don't, I don't have a solution for it. And that upsets me. I guess we could invade China, but that's a bad idea. Well, land wars in Asia always work out. That, that is, that, that is true. We, we've had such success. I mean, we're 0 for 2 in land wars in Asia. Hey, hey, Vietnam was a tie. So was Afghanistan and I'm I'm joking. I'm, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I was talking about Korea. You're, you're oh, throwing there, Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. You're throwing Afghanistan in. Is is that Asia? I Middle guess it East. Is. I guess. Never mind. Yeah. Well, no, that, I don't know. I I dude, I went to public school. I don't know geography. I can find. I can all this. All this. Oh, you Americans can't find things on a map. Yes, I can. They're written on it. I can find Afghanistan on a map, provided Afghanistan is written on the. Yeah. It's right there. I just, I, I, and I apologize. I Debbie downed the crap out of this. I just Debbie downered. You did the literal crap. I yeah. This whoops. I feel this is my fault because I tried to force enthusiasm before this podcast started, and this is what I get. And I'm pushing back because if there's one thing I do is I don't yes and something. I just I go opposite. Hey. That's not true. You enthusiastically talked about child labor. I did. I was kind of smiling about it. Like, (laughs) yeah, those kids are trying to kill themselves. You were were trying to get me to say that it's A-OK. No, I wasn't. For whatever reason, land war in Asia. Anyway, speaking of war, have you seen the previews for Oppenheimer? No, I have not. Oh, it looks good. Okay. Killian Murphy, not Cillian. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy is amazing, and I will probably watch it. I'm not going to go to the theater. What's it? Eight and a half hours. I've heard, I've heard IMAX. Okay, I don't, I don't watch anything in IMAX because sometimes it makes me dizzier than hell. And then the other thing I heard was people that saw it compared it more to a horror movie. Oh well, then I'm hard out. Well, I, I think just more that how horrific the probably I'm guessing just it's it's. Well, somebody I, I saw a headline. Oppenheimer is R-rated. Kind of a why would they do that? Well, because if they're running it through, they literally kill what, a million people or hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people with the atomic bomb? So anything that you have that high a kill count should just automatically be a har- an R. There's, there is that. I remember seeing a movie years ago with John Cusack based about the development of the bomb. Yes. 
in Los Alamos. Yes, I, I've seen that. the scientists were putting it together and something got out that was radioactive and mm-hmm. they did the whole, if you were with this, and scientists died, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they were, they didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't know what they were doing. They were learning it as we, as they did it. No, it was, yeah, it was kind of horrible. Yeah. It, it, there was the, the other thing in college. I, I did take, I'm going to brag. Hey, I went to college, Charles. I took a course about, I think it was just a, I think it was a semester course just about the development of the bomb. Okay. And there was a really good, I mean, we had a bunch of different things we read. It wasn't like a textbook, obviously, but there was a really good packet that the professor put together. The, I want to say, Lieutenant Colonel, I don't even think it was a general in charge, and he's probably prominently featured in the movie that was running it, kept copious notes, compartmentalized everything Mm -hmm. until everybody figured out what he was doing, was talking to physicists, mechanical engineers, theoretical physicists, and, and then Oppenheimer course was the lead it was it was really interesting it was fascinating just how it all came together and how they got to where they got and the, the trepidation oppenheimer had from the beginning and all a, a lot of the science i mean all the scientists i think to a person most i don't think any of them were like hey let's make a bomb that's going to kill you know hundreds of thousands of people and change the face of the planet but it was really it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that movie in a weird way to see it so there's another bunny trail for you you're welcome so they S- succeed in the train heist sort of because they I find was gonna out say, about it. well catwoman gets away and slam bradley gets involved at the end he flies a plane there because he figures out what's going on well too. he hijacks a plane or he convinces a pilot to take him and then the pilot gets killed everybody i mean the everybody pilot gets but killed. pretty much doesn't everybody but sam bradley and catwoman get killed or does jeff live i can't remember no, Jeff gets Jeff's the first one in the Jeff's boat. Jeff's the first one. Because Swifty, remember oh, they yeah, get to Swifty. Right. Yes, they get Swifty. And the, the two French guys are in the boat. Immediately, they're like gonna toast, and shit, Jeff gets shot in the head, and then Swifty's already been shot. Yeah, it's 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 very yeah. It's the way these things go. The femme fatale gets everybody killed. Yep. And she she really kind of plays the role of the femme fatale in this. All she brings it together, gets everybody killed. Yeah, there were a couple images of Slam Bradley that I can't help but think were on purpose that really looked like just a rough Dick Tracy. He had a hat on mm-hmm. in, a, in a profile one time, a couple times, where it was like, well, that's just a really rough looking, more like what you would expect a private eye to look like well, he, if Dick Tracy was more real. Yeah, well, that that's, he looked like a hard-boiled detective. I mean, that was the whole, so... And then there was a, when Slam Bradley's, and then you the, the next little arc is Slam Bradley find trying to find Catwoman. Yeah, the uh, mayor the mayor hires him to find Catwoman. We don't know why the mayor hires him to find Catwoman. By the way, it never comes up. But the mayor is adamant about it, and he wants her to find her because Catwoman killed Selena Kyle, as we all know. I'm assuming that Selena Kyle is Catwoman, and we find out later that the mob hired Catwoman, was hiring someone to kill Selena Kyle, so Catwoman took the job, so Catwoman killed herself. Yeah, to just it, reset, it, I guess. Yeah, just... well, just well, somebody was going to kill her because we turn out Batman later comes, you could, you should have come to me. And she's like, fuck off, Batboy. Well, not, not quite. I... I but yeah, he, he attacks, uh, Batman attacks Slam Bradley because he's looking for Catwoman, which was amusing. I think part of the reason, now that I think about it, it was kind of implied that part of the reason they're looking for Catwoman, the mayor was looking for Catwoman, was they had paid, because someone had paid Catwoman to find, to kill Selina Kyle, they did not think Selina Kyle was dead. So they wanted Catwoman to pay for not killing Selina Kyle and 
finding it. It was a very convoluted little thing going on. It was enjoyable, but I really only enjoyed it because it was this detective thing and the inner monologue of the detective was fun. And Sam Bradley kept getting his ass beat because it went back to when he was investigating the heist before he decided to save Catwoman. And he went to see Swifty, which comes up in the first arc. And Swifty has a couple of goons beat the hell out of him and throw him out. So he's always getting his ass beat. I mean, he got his ass beat by the mob who finds out that he was that he's looking for him. And they're like, you need to tell us this. And there was a brilliant callback because it was one mob guy who's acting friendly and he keeps fronting him later. You haven't told us what's going on for a while. How you doing, buddy? And da da da. And at the end of it, after he'd gotten his ass kicked again, he runs into him and he's like, okay, payback's a bitch time. And you don't yeah, see it. Yeah, because he had it, mentioned, but... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick his teeth in. Oh, yes. Eventually. And yes. sure enough, that's the last person you see. Yes. It's like, all right, this has been a rough run, and you're going to take, you're going to bear the consequences of what I had to take over the last couple of weeks. So I, I did, I did enjoy Slam Bradley to the point where I'm wondering if they ever spun him off into his own anything. Wasn't he? I don't re- know the answer to that. The fact that I know his name tells me he's an old school character that was that was his own character, like from maybe way back when. But I'm just yes. wondering this whether oh. they since since this have like done a Slam Bradley. You know, they did like Gotham PD. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I, I was I don't interested. Know yeah, that's a that's a valid the, question. You talked about her, her talking about Batman, uh, and says saying no, I'm you know not going to go to him. I feel like there's a not too subtle, and, and not that it needed to be. Just Selena Cowell's Catwoman's big issues with Batman is he, he's very black and white, good and bad. She talks about there being, of course, gray areas. Uh, good people, like you said earlier, good people doing bad things because, quote-unquote, bad things because they got to survive. Well, yeah. Uh, she she talks about how he's not going down to the East End and care about prostitutes getting murdered because prostitutes are bad guys in his eyes. And it is it is a real problem, and it is a thing across reality, not just comic books, that the killing of sex workers is not investigated the way the killing of just some random person is they just well it's it's just something that happens that's why it's one of the main reasons serial killers prey one of the main reasons serial killers prey on sex workers that's exactly what i was thinking of a lot of times once they figure out that there is a serial killer everyone's astonished that they didn't pick up on this before and i don't know if it's a conscious decision by these you know literal psychopaths but nobody pays attention when three or four sex workers that don't that have no connections to anybody or anything go missing well the, and aren't seen. The, the the other part is a systemic problem with God forbid I should hope for our police to be better and more organized, but one of the flaws with our amazingly flawed justice system is every police department is its own fiefdom and they do not communicate across each with each other. So if you are killing if you kill a prostitute in one area with a certain MO and then you go kill another and another area with the same MO and another with the same MO. They're not going to necessarily connect all of these together as the same person because they're all going to be, oh, this is just a random murder that we have no, because it's a sex worker, we have no way to trace it. They're very far. Don't get me wrong. They investigate it, but they're not connecting it to these things. And that's where they really get missed is you have to have somebody notice, oh, wait a minute. I heard over in that jurisdiction, they had a very similar murder. So there's no real database as, as such. 
good. I'm glad I don't. There are so many true crime podcasts that so many people listen to, and I just can't deal with them because it's just like, oh my God, all of the horrible things that go on that we can't seem to be able to do anything about. Anywho, this is a downer. So let's talk about the nuclear bomb again. Yeah, I was going to say, we we are, you you were talking about getting us all pumped up. And I think, I, again, I feel like it's my fault because at first I'm like, hey, let's talk about child uh, labor. And oh, there, was something, you know, there was something even before that. Plus, we're talking about, yeah. we're talking about, this is the last arc of this, which was. The pro- children muling. You remember that? Did you? Go ahead. No, I thought that was the uh, Clayface murders. There's a clayfish murders, but then did, uh, there was the part where the kids are being used as mules. They're oh, they're swallowing yeah, bags Jesus, of heroin. Yes, that was this. Okay. Yeah. Dude, it was yeah, three, it, w- it was three hundred and something pages, and I know I say it's just a comic book. That was a long, long comic, and it was it wasn't one story. It was it was an three arc. or four different stories. Yeah. Yeah. A, a massive. Just it was arc after arc after arc, and it's just like okay, so. I, when I suggested it, I saw one through nine, but it was the four, the four issues from the detective comics that led into this, and then it was like three three issue arcs in the mm-hmm. one through nine of Catwoman proper. And I, and when I realized what I'd done, I was like, oh yeah, this is a little longer than I thought it was going to be. But it's, it's fine. Like I, I said, I again, overall, it, I liked it. Yeah. No, it was um, it was really well done. It was really dark, and it it really it did something that DC it does much better than. Marvel, which is delve into quasi real issues. I mean, it really gets into this is real things that go on in the world that we don't have. And it's not trying to have an answer for it. It's just saying, hey, this is stuff that goes on and, and we don't know what to do about it. And they were there. Selena Kyle talks also about, well, let me back up. When she, when the, the, the child mule arc, where the guy that's the low level guy in charge of the kids and she flips him and she's talking to him about because he's he, i think he's hispanic maybe or uh, some uh, person of color one of her other things is look we, we've all been doing what rich white men want us to do mm-hmm. they you were brought up in this way you know you're doing it to kids too that's a big that that is a big theme for her is mm-hmm. you know that she's not going to be she's not going to do what a bunch of rich guys especially rich white guys want her to do it seems and and that's where she flips that guy that's when he kidnaps the guy in charge of him and changes him to the bed like the kids would be so they can pass through a bowel movement the uh the heroin for example and the one the poor one kid it bursts in his stomach and he's brain dead yeah uh, oh a couple characters before i forget Dr. Thompkins is in this longtime doctor to Batman of the Bat family. She has her clinic. There's also a character that Slam Bradley goes to see who's a reporter named Spender. And I can't help but think that he looked a lot like Ed Asner from the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I I just I just thought that that had to have been on purpose. Like I don't think these guys do much on accident. I thought that was interesting. Okay. A couple other notes. Cool. All right. But like I said, I really, really enjoyed that. It, it was well worth well worth reading i i would have read it on my own if i'd have known it existed well you know what i mean yeah did you like the art i'm just curious i know yeah, you're a big art guy the art was great no it, it's it, i like that i like that noir dark when it when it's useful it, and, and it darwin cook it. has had has had i mean he has passed away a very distinctive style mm-hmm. in some ways similar to like bruce tim from the Batman animated series, I feel like a little bit, but still different. Well, they didn't. They didn't run the the animated thing. Was so Art Deco. It was such an, a throwback to original Batman with the kind of Art Deco look of the of the era. 
And they didn't do that here. They did more of the grimy uh, New York streets uh, of kind of later eras. The the instead of the, the the more realistic era appropriate of New York instead of the hey let's do the DC era of New York. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I liked it. I got I you. did. It was good art. All right. Shall we? Yay! Shall we? I did good. I'm patting myself on the back. You should. Well done, you. Okay, so. This is the time where we sometimes read mail, which we don't have this time because, again, we very rarely get mail. But if you would like, you can email us through our website, havencharles.com, that is hosted by my wonderful brother, Patrick. And Thanks, can, Patrick. And you can go to the top of the page and click the link that says send Hav email. And it'll send actually email to me, but I will read it on the pod unless you expressly ask me not to. And then I won't. And I'll wonder why. Unless you say something really, really funny or really, really, really horrible, I won't necessarily read it or say your email, but I probably will bring it up. Yeah, I'll definitely yes. bring it up. Oh, yeah. There is, there, there's really, there's no way I'm not reading anything that's not spam that, that's sent to us. That would be funny if you read the spam email. I, I think I like did. Like, we did get an email and I'm going to get all excited. I, I did. I did once a year yeah. or a year and a half ago to whenever we got some kind of thing. So I read it and I, I've gotten tired of that because it is, it, it's also connected to some of the, it's on a website, it's et cetera. So it's, it's a findable email address that's a link to a podcast. So I'll get podcast. Hey, pay us money and we'll help promote your podcast. I'm, then I read them and go, yeah, I don't think I want to. I don't know that I want anybody to listen to this. I, they might have expectations of us. I'm just hoping that some prince from a foreign nation needs our help to get funds out of his country while he's in exile and we can get rich quick. Okay. I, I will. If we do get one of those, I'll just forward it to you. Please. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm always willing to help when I can benefit financially. I, I'm sure you are, as, as, as are we all. As are we all. All right. So I w dug deep because Hav and I had been have talked many times on this pod about Gail Simone and how much we love her and we love her Twitter page and yada, yada, yada. So I wanted to find something that she wrote and I did. I found a Plastic Man arc, which I selected that because I'd actually had also wanted to read Plastic Man because I've never read any Plastic Man in anything other than when he makes brief appearances in a Justice League something. And it's always a tiny thing and he's always a joke. Literally, it's used for just a, a joke punchline. And from what I understood back when he came out, he was just this deep, intricate, real character that was like almost nothing else that's ever been done. And as Havel probably mentioned, there used to be a Plastic Man cartoon when we were we when we were young, 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 young kids. And I vaguely remember that I watched it, but I do not remember anything of it other than it was Plastic Man and it was weird. So that that was why I selected it. I hadn't read it. Full disclosure, I had the only expectation I had of it was I'm probably gonna like it because it's Gail Simone. And I did. And it, I didn't just like it because it was Gail Simone, but I did really enjoy it. What did you think? I liked it. Of course I liked it. I mean, not of course, but I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've always been fascinated by Plastic Man. And I remember, I've, I've met, we've talked about it before here, the cartoon, the Saturday. I remember the Saturday morning cartoon. And like you said, that's about it. I couldn't tell you any details about it. I can't remember if it was as campy and fun as this. I actually, years ago, picked up a really inexpensive Golden Age comic book of Plastic Man, one of his first appearances that I found in, like, antique store. And I was, like, looking around, like, why is this in here? I mean, I think it was, I think, from the 40s. Wow. Because his, his first appearance was 1941. 
He is a golden age hero mm -hmm. published by Quality Comics, which I believe is also where Uncle Sam came from, if I'm not mistaken. Just we and you, you, you nailed it on the head. Not like any other. I mean, predates, you know, of course, Mr. Fantastic by mm -hmm. decades. When it comes to the stretchy, stretchy thing, it was, I think, I think even back then played played for for laughs. Yes. In comedic, I think his origin where he was a bad guy, a gangster, I, low I, level. I love that origin that he was a bad guy and he's trying to do better. And this is this whole thing is littered with that because it yes. this kind of takes the it kind of takes the beginning of this is more. It's not its origin. He's obviously been around for a little bit, but he ain't been around that long. He's still learning to be a hero. He is working as a bouncer in a superhero strip club. I love that, yes. by the way. And he sleeps up above. And they, they don't know he's Plastic Man in the beginning of it. They just know he's a he was a dirt bag and he's trying they can tell he's trying not to be a dirt bag anymore. But he is a dirt bag. He is known for being a dirt bag. And he is he's a dirt bag. I, I keep using yeah. that I I'd like to come up with a different word, but he is he is not a good guy. He was a gangster. He's a mouthy guy. His partners killed him and some goo ends up on him and they throw him in a river and that's how he becomes the thing. And they also kill a security guard, which he realizes, I, I couldn't tell, did he shoot him or did he not shoot him? He did shoot him. I think I think, I think so. You know what? Because it's I, back and forth eight different times the way they look at it because he doesn't think he did it first and then he remembers that he did and they say he did and they don't. I, it, I think it's still slightly ambiguous, but he may have accidentally shot the guy. I get the, yes, I kind of, I went back after I was kind of done. I was like, wait a second, did he kill him? Yeah, I think he did. Not on purpose. No, it wasn't I, on I purpose. But, you know, you carry a gun to a robbery and you kill somebody, even if it's an accident, you're a killer. You shut up with a damn gun. I also like the origin where they don't overexplain the origin. Like, this, oh, yeah. this stuff got on him. He turned into Plastic Man. Don't get into the science of it. Like, don't try to explain to me why Superman can fly and all that stuff. It's just, look, it, it, superheroes. Yeah. It's going to, stuff's going to happen. He got the goop on him to get and into the goop made him stretchy. There you go. And there's no other, I feel like other people would try to explain too much about him. Like why yes. the glasses, why the bread suit, the weird, you know, you know, strap thing. No, just look, that's his look. Just deal with it. That's it's how it's custom. You don't. Yeah. No, she, she doesn't bother with any of that. She's just, this is it. This is it. She, yes. she takes the time to build the characters instead of explaining minutia because the characters in it were good. He, it starts out, and you don't know he's Plastic Man. He's just Eel O'Brien. It's Eel O'Brien, right? Eel, yeah, E E L, which e I didn't know, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Eel O'Brien is is his is his original name, and he's that's his secret identity. Except that's just who he is. He's Eel O'Brien. We see him first in an alley, and he is getting and the I, crap kicked out. Of he's him. getting the crap kicked out of him because they thought he was dead, and it's his crew that threw him in the river when he was dying where they thought he was dying and then he got the powers but he is taking a beating like a normal person would take a beating and they leave him basically what they think is probably beat to death and boy he is he is mouthing off one of the things he he says to one of the guys is hey what was it oh i gotta find this was it about the condoms yes it was about the condoms because it cracked me up if there's one thing gail simone is good at it's the witty banter Oh my God. And it just was, it was a, hey, let's show everyone who he is. I have so many screenshots right now and I forgot to put my screenshots in the right place. I've been reading and a lot of, of comics and even the ones we don't read, I take screenshots of just because I've just started doing that. I'm not using them for anything, but, but I'm by God doing it. The art, by the way, where you're doing that, uh -huh. it was by Adriana Mello. 
and very good art. Great. It I really, will say. It was bright and shiny, just like it should be. So we've got this kind of a noir thing. Yeah, here it is. I, the, the bad guy says to him, hey, doing okay there, sport? I've been working on my swing, you know? Because he's beating me with a bat. He says, hey, Sammy, do me a solid. Eh, what's that, home plate? I left some rubbers at your mom's house on the night sand. Can I get those back? Your sister's in town. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Yep. I was just like, I just, oh my lord. That And this is this is in like the first three pages of the comic. Yes. No, it starts off strong. It it's doesn't a, stop. It's a banger, as the kids say. Yeah, is. no, it's it's page nine. It's page nine. And they are beating him. They're, they're basically uh, beating him to death. And then you get introduced immediately to the suave prince of something street. Yes, the kid. The kid. There's a kid, and it's a it is a wonderful way to put in because it is a homeless child, and he walks up and he's trying to help him, and he pulls him, and he pulls his arms, and they just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's when great. you know. Oh yeah, it's, it's a great plastic. visual. It, it really was. It, so it's Plastic Man, and the kid will come back, and the, the kid introduces himself as the suave kid. Turns out the kid is homeless. The kid's name is Margaret, and the kid explains to him he because at one point Eel realizes it and says, "Wait, you're a girl." And the kid says, "I haven't decided," and I love that because they they just do this whole arc. Yeah. I, it was a and it was subtle and it was beautiful. And Gail is awesome. She yes. she structured this so well, and he is just zany. And the kid in the intro says something like, "That's so Wang." Oh yes, he he's like, "That's and, so Wang." And and Plastic Man is so it remind it just was so wait is Wang good is Wang bad? I'm so confused. And then the, and the then rest of the starts, comic, I swear, he, he keeps using it. He I, keeps using it, and I love it. And I, I'm I am gonna start just using Wang. Well, that's for, the, he's like I have another. Isn't Wang a penis? But I, I, good. I have another screenshot. Okay. So evil geniuses hiding right. This is Eel. So even geniuses hiding right next to the big guns. You're saying, lady, you're full of Wang. Yeah, it's just just an all-purpose word. You can use it as a noun, a verb. It could probably be a descriptor. You know, it just it, you know. Oh. And, and 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 even like simple things. I took a screenshot of this one. He's talking to I guess this is Huntress at yeah. one point looking for something and I don't think or he's Batwoman? Seen... No, go ahead. That ain't Batwoman. Batwoman or Huntress. Okay. It could be but I guess it could be Batwoman. It's I is Batwoman got red hair? Yeah. Okay, it's probably Batwoman. And I don't even think we see I think this is just the, what we see is her answering a question, not doing anything because she goes, No, I haven't seen any like anyone like that and no, I don't want to see your slide trombone. Yes. I mean, yeah. and there are multiple references to him being hung just gigantically. Well, because at one point he's getting undressed uh-huh. and he's like, he's like, I think she, he, it's because Obscura is the age, the secret agent person uh-huh. that's trying to enlist him to help with the super cabal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, maybe you want to turn around. She's like, no, I'm fine. And then at one point she's like, oh my God. Yes. Or something. And uh-huh. he's like, what? Is it the six pack? I can make it a 12 pack. <laughs> and he's, you know, because he's plastic man. Yes. There's so, and I don't, I didn't take good notes on this one for no apparent reason. The two women that work at the strip club, the strippers, one likes him, one doesn't, and then they kind of flip. 
Yeah, they do flip. Or, or don't flip. We are, what, one of them likes him, and he, he's he's kind of not being interested in her. He doesn't want to really do anything with this. And I think the other one dated him at some point. I got the implication that the, that the one that doesn't like him actually had gone out with him. Okay. Because she's explaining, no, he's not a good guy. You're better than... She's like, oh, no, I think he is a good guy, and da-da-da-da. And then he does something that doesn't Heroic. go... Yes, but doesn't go well. And so the first woman is like oh no i don't I, I can't i can't do this and then the other one's like oh wait he has changed this is this is who he's trying to be kind of thing so it was i i did i liked that i liked that flip right there yeah uh what was i gonna say so th- at some point obscura enlists him to investigate the super cabal mm-hmm. the cabal bad guys did i say it wrong cabal no yeah no you said it right Cable. no okay. you said it right i was i was emphasizing i was like the cabal and then I know cabals. It's so menacing. And then you the got. Word. And then you got all self-conscious. I did. I did. No, trust, the, trust the, you. If you said it wrong, I would have ridiculed you unmercifully. It's well, our. It's I, our thing. I would expect nothing lesser. Duh. Queen Bee, psycho pirate. Who I don't know. Not psycho. Was it psycho pirate? No. Is that his name? No, not psycho pirate. Doctor Psycho. Doctor Psycho. Yeah, because Doctor Psycho's in the Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, and they play him for a joke. Well, in in this. This version of him, I say this came out 2018. Uh-huh. I want to say predates the Harley Quinn. I don't remember Doctor Psycho looking exactly like this, but he from this looks exactly like he does in the Harley Quinn cartoon. Okay, did he always look like this? Is what I'm asking. I have no idea. The only time I've ever seen Doctor Psycho is in the Harley Quinn cartoon and this comic book. And okay, well, so question for me to figure out later. Yes, the weird Doctor from Batman, Hugo Strange, I think, is one of them. Amazo. Mm-hmm. And then I always forget this bad guy's name. He's been in a with the D on his chest, with the like wears a skirt, but nobody wants to call it a skirt because it's just a long jacket. It's I forget his name. Anyways, they're 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 the super cabal. Which yeah, I mean it's no, it's, a, it's, it's a just super... the the cabal. Oh, it's just the cabal. I thought no, it was just super... the cabal. Okay, I don't think cabal. it's the super cabal. I mean, okay. it's not very me- the super cabal. That sounds more like anyway. So yeah, they kidnap the kid right at some they point. They do. They kidnap the kid. Batman. I'm sorry, Man Bat, because he calls it Batman. He got confused. Batman. Well, he's having a weird thing because he watches. He he gets attacked, and the kid is kidnapped, and he has to go rescue the kid. And Batman does it. And then there's the conversation between the two ladies that switch, that that switch around because he's telling her about Batman stealing a kid, and she goes, "This is bullshit. Batman doesn't steal kids. He's not a monster." And Classic Man replies back, "Spoken like someone who's never boosted a car in Gotham." Gotham, Lila. Think all them Robin kids come from a farm somewhere? That, okay, we were just texting about... Yeah, I know. I, we, we, we were making jokes about that. Talking about, no, because you and I both had ideas for dark, dark Batman bad Batman arcs. Bad Batman arcs. Yours were, you, you went further than I want to go like you normally do. Hey, I gotta, I gotta take it all the way to huh, the end, baby. Not the end. You just get too dark. So our idea was Batman's a bad person and... And my idea was it was actually Alfred that kills his parents. Uh-huh. Well, no, so you so originally that, originally you say also has there uh, also. Oh, you're okay. You're looking uh, at. It. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I t- it all started because I I sent out a a tweet from someone I really like on Twitter. He says Bruce Wayne in the stands drafting Robins because there was this there's a video of these kids just going nuts 
breaking wood and it, I mean, it's amazing. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And he, he retweeted that with Bruce Wayne in the stands drafting Robins. And you said also, has there been an evil Batman story where he killed the Grayson so he could recruit Dick Grayson, which I, that's a, that's a good evil Batman story that right there. So I replied that I said, not that I know of, but it'd be great. I was thinking about a dark Batman where he always has a Robin ready to replace the next one. Cause one dies about once a year, because come on, these kids are not living through this stuff. It, it, it'd be more realistic if they were just dying one after another. So he's just got another one on deck. It's just like, bring out a new Robin. I, I leave always go training with, one. I, yeah, there's it's always in the background being trained and ready to go. And then you go, good point. It was actually Alfred in disguise that killed Bruce's parents so he could take control of the Wayne fortune and turn Bruce into a psychopathic killer. See, you went back into a whole evil arc that I was just trying to have dark and okay, this is bad. And But you can, anyway, wow. That one was just... That that's that actually kind of killed the conversation. I love the Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, too too, uh, too far. I would think that it. Too- I, honestly, from a structure story, this was this was my my main problem with that point right there. Is I would think the whole point of Alfred, which is to keep him who he is, which is trying to fight against the baser, worse natures of Bruce Wayne, i.e. maybe he's still against him basically farming Robins, that, that they keep dying. He's like, you know, this is not good for anyone. It's not even get good for these poor little orphans that, that you keep finding because you know he loves him a, a dead parent. He loves him some dead parents. I, he's not going to go out and create them, but he is hunting them. Which of these young martial artists... Parents are dead. That's my next. I Robin. think it's maybe two different two different oh, takes. No, it's, I, is, I still like my. I, I get you, but, yeah. but you're you're missing. I I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about about story form. I just think you're missing what Alfred is great at, which is being a conscience for Batman, and you're just getting and I yeah. Completely get that. I just turned that. I mean, that's what I'm turning on. I, that's what I feel like I'm turning on. Alfred is actually has has no conscience and is the is the instigator and make is is the bad guy. Yeah. Is, is is the evil mastermind. Which, I got you. Again, I'm wondering if anybody's ever done, and I don't think they have. Which I, well, they uh, they would can't. be interesting. Well, my guess is in the crime syndicate universe that the is it Owlman is similar to that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I don't know true. if it's exactly it's exactly what you're talking about, but I mean the the Owl Man, it is Owl Man, right? Yeah, in, I think in so. In the Bat Universe, that sounds right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm proud of me for that. Yay me! Pla- Plastic Man. Before I forget, not not that we're running behind or rushing, but created by Jack Cole, and in this, the, the city he's in is Cole City, which is a nice tribute. That is cool to the to the to the writer, artist, mm-hmm. creator. And like you said, back then, very much different than any superhero that was going back then in the 40s. Yeah. You know, it was oh, yeah. it was completely different. He, he's still completely different. He really is just a, it's why I wanted to read, it's why I wanted to read more. I've read about it before, and I did find a longer arc that where they did a big reboot. Because you mentioned, when I suggested it, if it was this run, this not being the run you were talking about, but there's a very long run that I'm going to go back and read. It's on Hoopla too. And I just didn't want to read it when I'm reading this. So I wouldn't get, I wouldn't bang up the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to take from something else while we read this. Cause I really, I really did enjoy this. And I want to read that other arc just cause I, I like this character a lot. And I've, and most of the reason I like him is just because I've read about him. Other people have written just stories about, you know, Plastic Man is this amazing character that, as I can, I, I'm really feeling he's just amazingly underutilized. 
I would love now James Gunn to do a Plastic Man movie. I think I I don't think I'm making this up. For years, there was talk about Jim Carrey being Plastic Man. I I honest to God, yes and no. This will sound bad. I think it might be too over the top with Jim Carrey. Ha! No, think about this. Think about what Jim Carrey in this Plastic Man does not go that zany, and it works. The, in this, when he's E.L. O'Brien, he's E.L. O'Brien. When he's Plastic Man, he's a little, he's out there, but he's not this over-the-top, just slapsticky mask. Because they're thinking of the mask when they think of that. He's not going that big. Yeah, well, and I, that's I, that's exactly what I was thinking of. He's done, Jim Carrey's done The Mask, the mm-hmm. movie, based yeah. on the comic book, which I never read before. I hadn't even heard of it before the movie, uh, unfortunately. But we've already had Jim Carrey do that, so mm-hmm. I think that's, and he's also kind of aged out. Oh, yeah, he's definitely point. aged out of that. But and there, there's, I, I just, love... I just think it, it personally for me, I think that would be too big. What Jim Carrey would do with it would be too big. It needs to be slightly, and I'm not saying a whole lot less, but Jim Carrey doesn't have a lower gear. Correct. I, I, I he does, but it's so low. Then you get Sunshine of the Spotted Eternal, Eternal, Eternal Sunshine Eternal, yeah. of, the, of the Spotted Vine. You, you get that. He can do that. I'm not. Uh, Jim Carrey's really a good actor, but I don't think you could put him in. A plastic man and keep him tamped down into the little ball that sometimes you need plastic man to be in. That's yeah, just that's just I, my casting note. James Gunn, you're right. Given his track record with comedic, serious, but breaking yes. it up with the funny, mm-hmm. he, I, ripe for it. I would love, I know I hold this in higher esteem maybe than you, because Justice, the Justice League that that we read with the comedy and the funny and the haha that I like so much that Guy Gardner prominently featured the reboot that I would love to see with the witty wasn't banter that funny. it was hilarious and you you stop attacking me I'm I'm not attacking Batman you. makes it's a joke just, oh, I understand Batman made a joke that wasn't that good and you have it, been you have been emotionally masturbating to that forever See, you bring it back to the sex thing. Hey, every uh, by the time. way, by the way, I was going to say something much worse that way, and I just I dialed it back and reformed it. I was like, let let's let's he's gonna he's gonna bring it. You gotta I bring. Know, I know, I know. Okay. I have a, I have a problem. This is this is as close as I got to therapy, man. Back off. Fair. I would love, and again, I would like to see James Gunn try to tackle that, or do a series, or an an. Oh, you know what? An animated show with that. You know, with especially because you didn't even get to the parts where Mr. Miracle and Big Barda in the in, in are in it, and the funny there. It's it's and then there was some. It was I could see where they were trying to be a more comedic version of the Justice League. It just Martian Manhunter talking about his 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 meditation mm-hmm. that involves him going into a room and screaming. Uh, the Bef- the Martian the Martian Manhunter's scream therapy is some of the same therapy I use in the shower. I I can feel that. I like that. The, the yeah, my neighbors don't like it, but it's cathartic, and we all have our own process. There's a really funny scene where he's telling because they're it's I think it's past the arc. It's when they're going Justice League International and everything's going wrong when they're trying to move. It's an issue about them moving, essentially, and everything's going wrong. Well, and at one point, isn't even the one we have. The one we read, they're they're literally packing. Or Maybe. did I read further? I mean, just, Maybe you read just, further. There's one where they're just packing. But they're landing a helicopter on the roof of like the Paris headquarters or something. And then somebody said, then I think it's Martian Manhunter talking to Captain Adam. Like, wait a second. Is the roof rated to hold 
to be able to support a helipad? Did anybody check that out? And then, of course, you hear the crash. And then that's when Martian Manor says, I'm going to go exercise, you know, use my, my Martian therapeutic exercise. And Captain is like, what's that? I'm going to go in a room and scream. Do you mind if I join you? <laughs> because there's just everything. It's hilarious. It's, okay, that is, that's funny. Yeah, because uh, Martian Manhunter is always so stoic, and yes. you know. It, 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 anyways, uh, enough of that, I guess. But I'm so. I, everybody's already poo pooing on James Gunn since we're talking about why that. he's not released anything yet. Exactly, exactly, and of course, you all know the, who's. By the, the way, you know who's poo pooing on him. The Snyder all the Bros. people that yeah, it's the Snyder Bros, and they're not. They're just loud. There's not that many of them. If there were that many of them, those movies would all of those movies would have been a massive success. Well, those movies would have been a massive success if those movies were good also. Well, I, I understand that. But I'm saying the whole point of this is you just don't yeah. understand what Snyder was doing. You're right. Actually, you're wrong. We absolutely understood what Snyder was doing. We just did not care for it that much. You, 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 I don't you, like Batman. I mean, I don't like Superman being dark and moody and brooding. I, yeah, give me the happy... The well, not even happy. D- give me the the good Spider Man who's optimistic and thinks that good can happen in the world, and his whole raison d'etre is to be good and to have good in the world. That's what we want. You have to, if you have an all powerful being that can destroy the world, he does not. It's bad if he's not uplifting. It's terrifying, and that's that's what Snyder wants. He wants you afraid of your dark overlords, your libertarian gods that don't need that control everything. But that's not what we need in a comic book movie. You can you can go ahead and do some Ayn Rand BS objectivism. Yes, yeah. but it does right. not. Yes, exactly. It, it does not work with Superman. Not and have it be Superman because that's not who he is. And that is the end of my rant. At the beginning, by the way, I want to point out, you're, you're going to listen to this when you edit, you said Spider-Man instead of Superman. Did I? Swear. I? Oh, okay. I believe yeah. you. Yeah. I believe you. Because he's, he's your fave. He is my favorite. He is. I do I do love me some Spider-Man and every iteration of Spider-Man. And I, and I, since my afternoon just opened up, I may go back and watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse again today. Ooh. Except I really still haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Ooh. I know I need to see that. I really very much need to see that. Have you kept away from spoilers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've not been on the... I, I'm amazed how I did. And we're far enough away from it now. At first, it was just stay away. And now it's now it's fine. I haven't... I, I saw that. I haven't seen the new Spider-Verse. I need to. I haven't seen The Flash. I may at this point just wait for it to come out. I'm, I'm absolutely waiting for The Flash to come out on HBO Max. There's no way. I'm sorry. Max, sorry, but I I'm not going to go pay for that. I've I, I prepaid for it. I've I've got the streaming service. You're going to put it on the streaming service. Hey, I haven't watched, I haven't watched the Shazam movie, the second Shazam movie yet. Me and neither. It's on and that's streaming. Yeah, now, it's I streaming. Think. Matter of fact, I'm literally not watching it to the point of since I just signed back up for I signed up for Disney Plus so I could watch Secret Invasion. I'm watching. I'm in the midst of rewatching. God help me. The Phantom Menace. Okay. Why? Why not? You, okay. you have, hold on. You of all people, Dark Phoenix? No, I know. I mean, because I, I hold on. I, I, honestly, you want to know why? I have been listening to people talk and they've talked about how it's not as bad as we remember. And I have watched it and it's been many years. And the last time I watched it, I was like, it's not as bad. 
It's not as bad as we are. I, it, this is not saying it's good, and it's not a great Star Wars movie, but it has grown in people's mind as this terrible thing. There are some bad parts in it. There is a core of a good movie. Jar Jar is not in it as much as people claim. That's the other thing I'm watching for because I've had that that talked about. And Dave Filoni explained to, and I can't remember which person, but it, it, it's somebody we know, explained the whole point of the age of... Anakin and why and the whole point is of the reason it's there is you need to see this child and what he becomes and why he becomes that and if you look at it that way it actually makes sense and I'm watching it that way I'm watching it with what Dave Filoni who after George Lucas is the keeper of Star Wars honestly we would not have a lot of the stuff we've got right now Without Dave Filoni. Correct. Because he's great and he understands and he's he's spent tons and tons of time with George Lucas and he's a better writer than George Lucas. That's not That's saying not, much, but... No, I understand, yeah. but George Lucas is an incredible world builder and storyteller. He is a storyteller. Yeah, he is a storyteller. He builds these massive things. Some of his ideas don't necessarily work and he can't... And honestly, no one... Almost no one should have complete and total free reign. He needed an editor on this movie more than he needed anything. So I, I it's I'm also interesting it. that the best movie, Empire, was not directed or written by George Lucas. I don't think. Look, when you or say he was the story, but yeah, when when you say not written by, you can only have I believe two writers on a on a screenplay. He writes these things, and he is very involved with these things, and he stands at the hand of the guy directing it. He's there. It's not like when they're directed when Empire was directed by somebody else. Someone else was doing it and doing all the hard work, but I promise you George Lucas had final approval over everything that went on. It's just it, uh, Yeah. Agree, but it was it Kushner, Kesh, whatever Kushner. I think was the writer. Was the the director? No, is it the director? The or, okay. Anyways, yes. Did you I, look, I remember being so excited to see Phantom Menace. I remember being enthralled by the previews. I saw it once. Was like I'm gonna, and I saw it twice in the same day because I was like I'm gonna rewatch that. And I was like, eh. but I did love one thing that I'll never back off on that that final fight lightsaber fight scene is freaking awesome. That that's one of the other the, the other reasons I'm watching it. They finally got a great lightsaber. So that's the first great lightsaber scene. And I had watched the other reason I'm leading into this is I just watched. When I got it, after I watched the four episodes of Secret Invasion, I watched the Essential Ahsoka episodes of the Clone Wars because oh. she is my favorite. She is my favorite Jedi, and so I rewatched those, and it got me thinking about Anakin again. So I went back to the Phantom Menace, and I'm going to watch the Phantom Menace, and then I'm going to I'm going to watch all three of the prequels, which got progressively better. And the only negative on all of them at this point, especially the second and third one, was they needed a better edit. I got years ago a edit some fanboy online twitter maybe even was had did his own edit of phantom menace where mm -hmm. he cut out a lot of the jar jar stuff just made a tighter mm -hmm. story it was okay but yeah. i get you yeah I, I, it would it other, makes it a little better it makes it a little better there was some there's some glaring things that that really i'm like why did why didn't why did that not hit the the cutting room floor the fart scene yeah. In the pod race. That should have hit the cutting room floor. I get it. It's funny. It made, it's not, oh, sorry, to me, it's not funny. I get people that think it's funny, but it was just completely unnecessary. 
And so, what I've learned also, The Phantom Menace, for example, in those movies, those were some kids' first entree into Star Wars, and they love them. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, and that was, that's his point. That, that was why he had some of this stuff. It was for the kids. Yeah. And I get it. I, I do. They, I'm just saying they, they need some. I, you notice I didn't say get rid of Jar Jar Binks. I didn't. I might have toned him down a little, but I, I understand the character. I certainly would have never had the trade envoys doing an Asian, a bad Asian accent. Yeah, that's cringy. I walked out of that movie, all of us, my whole family, we went and saw that movie together, and we walked out of it with the, yeah, that was a choice. And that was even my baby boomer parents. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, cringy, cringy, cringy. The other thing about, okay, since we're going down this, Anakin turning to the dark side, I felt was too, they didn't lay enough ground. I don't know why. It just, there's something lacking there when he turned. No, they did it. They did it too quick. They did it too quick because you can't see all of the stuff. If you watch the Clone Wars, you see it. That's why they did the, they did the Clone Wars. And that's where you get all of the stuff that he's turning and you understand that. You don't, honestly though, you don't have time in those movies to really show him turning as much. You get the idea. He's, it's all the loss. It's the, the, become, been a slave. He wants control. He's always wanted to control. He doesn't think the Jedi are doing what they do. Even from this, when, when he comes in and, Anakin realizes he's a he's a Jedi and says, are you here to free the slaves? Oh, no, I think that's what you do, because that's what Jedis do. And the whole time, Qui-Gon's like, no, I'm not freeing slaves. That's not what we do. I'm not. That's not what Jedis do. And the fact that he just leaves and I he, he could have just taken he goes his mom. back. Yeah, it's just so weird and uh, bad. Oh, Qui- okay. Qui-Gon could have just grabbed his mom and left. He's a Jedi. Ain't nobody going to stop him. Once that once that plane that plane once that ship is fixed he can just take him he chose not to he's following yeah, laws messed up he's following laws he doesn't even believe in that aren't even laws so anyway you can all right this is not a star wars podcast he lied hey, hey you know what it's a podcast about whatever the hell we wanted to be man <laughs> it's, it's don't, very don't harsh my buzz all right let's get back to dick jokes so there was a there is a great there is a great I, I screenshot this on Plastic Man. This is an, a this is a jarring switch and I, I you know I love the jarring. Let's go. So they're they're tearing off somewhere. Plastic Man is tearing off somewhere his clothes are coming flying off and there's a little old lady knitting in front of her window and she goes, "Fred?" "Yes, dear." "They're firing naked men across the sky, Fred." "That's nice, dear." "How are the nethers, dear?" "Like a racehorse at the Kentucky Derby, Fred." "That's nice, dear." Yeah, I remember. I remember the, that that panel or those panels. That's awesome. Or that that's that page. Yeah, because he's he they. It turns out there's some there's something in in this that can impersonate Plastic Man, and they murdered one of his cohorts. And a woman's tea club hired a group because the cops can't get Plastic Man to attack him. So there's a fight with another group, another super group, that they realize what's going on. And that was that was during this because he's attacked and he thinks it's the cabal attacking him. And it's actually a group of do-gooders that have been paid to, well, vigilante do-gooders, heroes for hire, as it were. And it, it it's a it's a funny little bit. Yes. No, it was. I, I, we've said it before. She's awesome. She is. She is a good at the writing and the words. Gail Simone is, I tell you. Yes, very, very much so. So you you mentioned the young lady, the spy lady that yes, obscura, I think was was who was shocked by his racehorse type um, appendage. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that so they rescue they rescue the the young 
the 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 homeless boy and eventually he discovers that she the spy lady was lying about the cabal not that the cabal existed but she was lying about the the capture because she's trying to get him to investigate because the cabal has evidently infiltrated so many things and so she kidnapped him to convince him of that and he realizes that because he figures out who the bat the man bat is he goes and meets with the man bat because he's trying to get the man bat he, he, he learns about him and learns that it's a scientist who did a Jekyll and Hyde thing to cure himself of something. And it turns him into the man bat. And he asks him, he's like, you can you can fix me. And the doctor's like, I might could, but I'm not gonna because honestly, look what I did to myself. If I tried, it'd probably turn out worse for you. And he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, fair point. OK, yeah, yeah. All right, man bat. I get it. So I'm not a good scientist, apparently. Well, well, when you're monkeying about with that kind of stuff. The, you can be a good scientist, but you'd have to keep testing until you got better. Mistakes happen with good science. That, that, yes. that's, that's what the scientific process is about. Well, crap, that didn't work. I guess we go back to the drawing board. New hypothesis. Well, to bring it full circle, we're talking about Oppenheimer. Uh-huh. Trying to put together the scientists died because radioactivity yes. and we're messing with stuff. We're, we're trying to figure some stuff out. It happens. Yeah. Cue Marie Curie. Yeah. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Any, anyway, so the, it, 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 there's a there's some incredibly poignant thing. They he takes the boy to let's call it Coney Island yes. with with one of the young ladies, and they're having this wonderful day, and they're doing so good, and and they're they're having a moment. I mean, they are. It's it's really sweet because they they're talking about it. He's like, no, you can be who whoever you want. I will call you whatever you want me to call you. You're we're we're best and anything you want today and then child services shows up and that's when the blonde that wanted him at first turns on him that's when she turns on him because he called child services but he's he's trying to do the right thing this is because that's the right thing this thug slash superhero that lives as a bouncer in a bar it lives above the bar he's a bouncer at that has strippers, including a Batman stripper, and all sorts of different. I mean, all of the all of the superheroes and villains. It's hilarious. It cracks me up, yes. I, especially when when the ladies go and blackmail a professor. Was it a professor they blackmailed to to check? So, oh yeah, the alien writing or some writing on something. They blackmail a professor, and then they by by saying, "Hey, we know we know what you want." And by the way, the next one's the next. X number of visits are free. You get this. Oh, okay. In that case. So child services show up, betrayal. They take the suave prince and the lady starts talking to her as a girl, calls her Margaret. And the prince is like, I'm I'm not a girl. I don't, 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 don't call me that. Don't do this. And runs away. Gail Simone being who she is, then has her show back up with him. And he takes her in because he realizes he made a mistake and she needs he needs to be who he is and he needs to take responsibility for it and they kind of cliffhangered the ending and i don't think they continued it and i'm very disappointed in that because this was a really good comic that i wanted to read more of did i did i sum it up the the main points you, of it no you did it, it and you know what i was shocked that it was over yeah at six issues i just assumed it was a mini series, and it was one of those they 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 floated the idea. They started it to see if it would gain traction. I guess nobody bought it, so that was all we got. And they do that a lot. Yeah. And sometimes you get really good comics that just end up going nowhere, and it sucks because yeah. that that was a good comic. It really was, and again, I I don't know why I'm I was really shocked that because I was expecting there to be more, and it's just too bad. It is. 
Of course, I didn't buy it when it came out, so well, I, I guess I, I'm partly to blame. I don't buy comics, um, so I'm completely to blame. All, all of my comic book, this and that, comics, 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 comics. I go to the public library. What? It's free, yo. No, I I read yeah. them from the library. I Now, in fairness, I do... Actually, I do pay for comics. I am on Marvel Unlimited, and I'm at the moment on DC, which I've only read that one arc, and I need to cancel that sucker unless you're going to put present something and now i mean i'll get it again when we need it but i'm like whoa i should not pay for it another month because i ain't using it yeah i do that all the time i read marvel unlimited all the time so i can duck in and out on because it's actually cheaper to pay the whatever monthly fee to read something for a month than it is to actually go buy that comic if it's on there true well you're right no comic books have gotten incredibly expensive and they think about it yeah especially when you think about how little they pay the writers and the artists (laughs) yes Think, I mean, now standard, I think it's three ninety nine a comic book. Okay. At, at least, maybe? Well, yeah, that's just I the, I, the way we the way we read them. We re- generally read a graphic novel size thing. So if I wanted to buy those, it would be, if I got, if I didn't get lucky, it's going to be at least 20 bucks. Yeah. And then I own it, which means yes. it's collecting up space. I, and that, that's, yes. I mean, you can get them, and I'd probably have to buy the actual hard copy medium instead of trying to buy it on they don't tend to, you can tend to get them used for less yes so you don't have to pay quite as much but you can't do that with a with the digital version so if i were to buy the digital version of it they're going to they're going to charge full price so it's that catch 22 well i don't have to keep it at my house or get rid of it and i don't like getting rid of comic books it's just that old as thing. somebody that has bought comic books on and off for a long time and mm-hmm. accumulated way too many it's it's a problem. That's I why mean, it's a serious. There's just yeah, and I need to. I, I keep on every year. I'm like, okay, this is the year I'm going to go through find the find the core and sell the rest runs I want or or, or artists like I'm going to keep all my Jack Kirby stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my Je- Justice League. The, the, and you should. Do you think I overrate certain you know just certain runs that I really mean something to me or not because they're worth anything? By the way, there ha. probably are some in there that are worth something. Ha. Older what? I yeah. don't. For you, I don't think you overrate that Justice League one. I think you overrate almost every comic, but I don't think based on based on your scale, you don't overrate that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Charles. <laughs> you're welcome. I just want to be clear. I don't think you overrate that in your scale. I, I I do because you're rating that based on your enjoyment. Some of the stuff you rate high, I don't. I really don't think you enjoy it. You you tend to I lie. Want to like it. You I tend want to, to like lie. I, I, I'm, I'm good with lie. You, you don't want to say things negative about stuff. And that's okay. It's just who you are. That's fine. I have no problem because it, I, I don't think of it when I say, hey, this is not something for me. I don't like it. I don't think that's saying something bad about something. It's just you cannot like something. It is okay. I mean, come on. Sometimes you don't like me that much. That's not true. Although I was going to just, I was going to make a bad joke and just say, and well, since we're being honest, I, I don't like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have believed that. Which, which isn't true. Yeah. But I do I do want to I find myself like the Eternals movie. I wanted to like that movie. I, I want I, I so wanted it to be better. I did too. And I want to try to find the good stuff in it. Sure. And it's just not there in much uh, in any amount. The end scene was pretty good. Yeah. There's some We had like uh, yeah, a, like 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 a minute of of good footage when when Patton Oswalt's character showed up. I mean that Star that, Fox. Star Fox. Well, no, he wasn't. Yeah. That's not Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt no. played a uh, pug, not pug. Yeah, this little little guy, yeah. not pug, something. Oh, something. Yeah. Anyway, 
Anyways. So, hey, did you, so you hated Plastic Man, and yeah, you hate Gail Simone, and yeah. you hate female creators. Okay, so we're on the same page. No, yeah. no, I won't yes and that. I refuse okay. to yes and your real sexism. You know, if, it's it, it, the only way men are going to learn not to be sexist pigs is if other men will call them out for it. So thank you for, we set this up in the beginning. Hav is not a sexist pig. We set this up so I could model calling people out. See, that's your cover, you sexist motherfucker. And, and, and I'm going to go with that. Because <laughs> if there's one thing I'm known for, I am, I am a, you know, they know me at the strip club. I'm a regular. Hey, going to the strip club is just uh, supporting grad students and single mothers. I like to talk to them. I'd like to just sit down. I had a friend of mine in my room. Uh, well, I'm not going to share. I had a friend of mine in college. He was convinced he got into going to strip clubs there mm-hmm. for a second towards the end of our career in college. And he was convinced one of the strippers liked him. And I was like, hey, man, so you, you know, you're, you you pay like $20. That's true. A lab dance, mm-hmm. right? That's why she's talking to you. He's like, no, but I think she really likes me. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's sweet. <laughs> It was funny. That... Uh, anyways, anyhow, I liked it. I I was looking at Gail Simone's bibliography. I guess mm-hmm. I need to read more. Yeah, I've heard she's got a good run on Son on, on Red Sonya. Yeah, I haven't read that. I've thought about it. I I've read her Birds of Prey, and we might read that soon. Oh shit! Birds of Prey, Secret Six. I've heard is good. She that she did. She recently she did a little. She recently Deadpool. wrote. She recently wrote. Yeah, she did enough Deadpool that she got name checked in Deadpool too. Yep, I think uh, she. I heard she got invited to the set at one point and got to meet and talk to Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and she just wrote a comic recently that I just read. That's uh, Marvel. That's uh, Jessica Jones. It's called Variants. It was really good. That was Ooh, the thing I told you. Okay. I, I just read that I'm not going to suggest because we literally just read a Gail Simone. So I'm not going to suggest a Gail Simone because then, okay. then I then I realized Birds of Prey, which we absolutely are going to have to read. So we're going to read some more Gail Simone because I she's great. She is great. Agree. All right. Oh, the guy with the D on his chest, by the way, was Degaton. Degaton. I couldn't think of his name. Okay. Just a what one of the many DC bad guys that are out there. Degaton. It sounds like a bad guy from Supernatural. Degaton. Yeah, oh my god, it yes it does. There was there was mega wasn't there anyways, not Megasonic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Wait, I'm conflating things. Oh my god, I want to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I do too. We saw that trailer when I went to see the movie with Corbin the mm-hmm. spider-man and i was like oh my god and he's like yeah i know i was like uh it's so fun to have a i mean he's 17 now but i can i when the final trailer came out for the spider-man movie i i could text it to him and go oh my god oh my god and he's like oh my god oh my god i just did, <laughs> i just did the same thing with the ahsoka we're all nice. capsing each other i sent him the new ahsoka trailer and said oh boy oh boy oh boy and he replied back in all cats i'm so excited i'm like me too Yay! yeah all right are we getting towards We are the getting time? towards the time in which we discuss what we're going to read next. Do you want to go first or you want me to? Well, I have to pull it up. So you've got yours on your list. Why don't you tell us if you're ready? I am tr- I'm efforting. Okay, well then I will do mine. Say. Okay. okay, I will do mine. And this is a suggestion basically from Patrick. I don't know if he was suggesting it for us to read, but I downloaded it to read and I haven't done it yet. It is called Survival Street. It is on Hoopla. I will read you the synopsis. It's a Dark Horse comic. 
Survival Street is an unrepentant action satire tearing through a dystopia packed with economic and humanistic cautionary tales. Based on the cover, it's Sesame Street Gone Dystopia. Interesting. Yes. So I, he sent it to me. He said, this is good. It's fantasy teen dystopian. And I, I was like, okay, let's do this. And it's just, it's four, it, it's a short run. It's four comics. It's one through four. It's 120 pages, but I hope it, I hope it's fun because cool. I'm going to, I'm going to blame Patrick if it's not. And you know, well, you, especially you after know, I, hold I on, keep... you know, it's always fun to get to blame family for shit. That's true. It's also interesting you said dystopian Sesame Street, but I accused you of always being into the dystopian stuff, and uh-huh. then it turned out you like suggested like two things, yeah, or like well, a thing. Yeah, that was the, that was season one. But remember, season one was still heavy COVID time, so everything was dystopian. Yes, the oh the world gosh. was dystopian. Yes, 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 yes. So I had been holding this back, but then I re—I was about to rewatch Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh huh. I still haven't rewatched it. I'm going to because I just watched Spider-Man: No Way Home. Okay. The other night, last night, I am suggesting New Avengers: Illuminati from 2006. It's okay. on Hoopla. Okay. Interesting. Have you read it? Probably. Have you read it? Probably. Okay. Brian Michael Bendis. I know we're both a fan. I read it when it came out. It's not terribly old, but it's been a little bit, and I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've, I, I've read some of the up. Illuminati stuff because that's where they get into. They're the group that sent Hulk into space. Yes. Is I that believe is that in this? Because that's where we got the whole I Planet Hulk thing. Have we? Oh, we haven't read Planet Hulk. We might read. Planet we have Hulk. not read, and I liked Planet Hulk. I read that when it came out. Yeah, it was pretty. So good. yay! Yeah. And look, this was 150. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a bunch of that yeah we have reasonable page. we have we have reasonable stuff. I didn't suggest something that's a thousand pages. <laughs> yeah, it's 115 pages. New New Avengers Illuminati issues one through five. Excellent. Well, and, and the collection on Hoopla it starts out with New Avengers Illuminati, just a one off, and then okay. Illuminati one through five. Okay, that's fine. Well, it so says it's 115 it's, pages. It's not a. It's not on owners. I'm seeing 152. Interesting. Really? Maybe I've got the wrong mm-hmm. one. I've got no sh- screenshot that and send it to me offline. That's fine. I will. Yeah, let me make sure I got the okay. one you're reading because I'll want to read the one you're reading. Okay. Well. You're damn right. No. Oh. Yeah. It, it would be very important. So. Okay. Yay. Th- thank you very much for doing another podcast with me on this Saturday morning. I've enjoyed it. I I I want to apologize to everyone listening at home for the more than one dark turn this podcast took i i think we've i think we've worked our way out of our evidently doom and gloom yeah we, we seem much more happy and upbeat now here at the end of it but boy howdy so anyone listening to this that needs to there are multiple uh resources online if this podcast made you take a dark turn feel free to reach out and contact them there is no nothing wrong with reaching out for help and I am probably going to be having to do that when I listen to this editing. <laughs> so there is no shame at all. I, I sound like I'm making a joke about this, but truly there is no shame. So no, but thank you hey, all for uh, joining us on this. And thank you, Huff. Thank you, Charles, for again, like I say, and I mean it, the heavy lifting, the editing, the production, everything. Thanks for doing the podcast with me. Thanks to everybody for listening. Bye. Bye. Ha, said bye last. 